Good evening. Welcome to our service this evening. Especially welcome to the campus here at Forest Fold for this week. And uh, what an amazing weather forecast you've got ahead by the looks of it. And uh, so we really hope you have a great week with us here. Uh, thanks to the leaders for all they're doing. And we really hope you'll have a great time together. Great fun and, and a great time hearing and learning from the Bible. We've got planned a prayer meeting on Tuesday evening at Paul and Sue's uh, at 8 o'clock to especially pray for the camp on their week. So do come along and join us for that. I was reading uh, one of the Psalms this morning and it had this verse in it. It says this, very short. It says this, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Today, if you hear God's voice, do not harden your hearts. And you know, every time we read the Bible... Every time we hear someone preaching, and this week as you hear the leaders uh, talk and teach you from the Bible, we're actually listening to God's voice. He speaks through the Bible. And there's a warning that when we hear it, we don't harden our hearts. We don't reject what God says. We don't ignore what he says. And uh, we were reminded this morning, weren't we, that our opportunities uh, to seek God, to be right with God, to be forgiven, uh, are limited. And, and another day is gone now, one less opportunity to turn to God. And so the Bible makes it really, uh, really clear to us. When you hear God's voice, don't harden your heart. It could be your last opportunity. And uh, so I'd encourage you with all the fun this week, campers, and I hope you have a great time with the activities and the fun. But really take the opportunity and take the advantage of taking some time out, saying, what, what, what is really this about, knowing God? Ask questions uh, and take time to really listen hard to what God is saying to you this week. Well, we're going to praise God in our first hymn, and we have every reason to praise God, especially if we're forgiven. Uh, If we know God, we have so much to praise him for. Let's stand as we sing this. Praise my soul, the King of heaven, to his feet your tribute bring.
okay, well, let's pray, shall we? Let's, let's pray together. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we bow to you, the great creator. We have praised you in our singing, and you are worthy of our praise. We rise and we perish. We're like a flower that is frail. It is burnt out by midday. Our lives are short, and yet you're the God who endures, unchanging, and we worship you for that this evening. We praise you that you remember that we are so frail, that you take that into account when you look on us in mercy. Lord, we thank you that you do not treat us as our sins deserve, but you are a God who forgives. You are abounding in steadfast love. Lord, we thank you for that. And thank you so much if we ourselves as individuals can say that I know that all my sin, all my guilt, all that was drying me out and killing me in it within my heart has been taken away. I've been forgiven by Jesus Christ. His death on the cross 2,000 years ago, he took all of my sin and paid the price so that I could be made free. Lord, what a, what a great blessing that is. What a great blessing it is to live in this world as a Christian. It's battle, it's hard. But what a great privilege to know that though the future to us is uncertain, exactly how each day pans out, yet God our Father knows each day and his grace is sufficient for every day, for every difficulty that we face and uh, we have eternal life with God. And we know this is true because... You never lie and you keep your promises. And we know it's true because your son Jesus rose from the dead. Muhammad didn't do that. No other religions can claim to any such great miracle. And uh, Lord, we, we, we say this evening, if we're believers, we believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins and rose again. And he is seated at the right hand of the Father in high. And he is worthy of all praise and blessing. And one day... All of our knees will bow. All of our tongues will confess that Jesus is Christ to the glory of God the Father. Lord, many of us look forward to that day. And we say, your kingdom come and prepare us to meet you on that day. Lord, for other of us, others of us, it may be a day of great fear and trembling where we call for the rocks to hide us from your face because we still are bearing our sin. We have lived our lives under the wrath of God. We have not run to Jesus for forgiveness. Oh Lord, how much we need to find peace with God. To have our sins dealt with. To be given the righteousness of Christ. Lord, we thank you that to become a Christian, everything has been done by you. We don't have to work our way to heaven. Indeed, we can't. But you've provided absolutely everything for us to be saved. And Lord, I pray uh, that each of us here will be clear on that point. And Lord, as we hear your voice when it is preached, when we hear your voice when it is read from the Bible, Lord, we pray that we won't harden our hearts. We pray that you'll soften our hearts to the gospel and the truth. Lord, it's possible for us to hear Bible preaching all of our lives, and yet never to hear it in a way that brings faith and trust in Christ. It's possible to use our eyes to see your word, to see your creation around us, but never to see 
Jesus as our saviour. And so, Lord, our great prayer for each other, if we don't know you, our great prayer for the campers this week, that you'll open their eyes to the truth of your word and you'll open their ears to hear the voice of God. And that you'll be doing such a great work within their hearts so as to bring them to faith and repentance in you. Lord, we are reliant upon you for that and it is what we pray this week. Lord, we commit to you this coming week. We thank you for the leaders and all the organising they've put in already for this week. We ask that you'll bless them with the strength and energy, with the fun and enthusiasm. We pray that this week will be a great time. We pray that great friendships will be made and great times together. Uh, But again, we pray especially for the time that they have in your word. We ask that you keep them safe and uh, happy together. Lord, we, we thank you because our lives are just overflowing with good things. And even in our darkest times, we see your hand at work, providing for us, helping us, giving us the grace that we need for each day. We thank you for your fatherly care over us, and especially in the light that we so often wander away from you. We're so often slow to rest and lean hard on your grace. We often try to fix our own problems. We often think our own wisdom is enough. And so often we have to learn that it's not. Thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for your wonderful grace, not only that saves us, but your wonderful grace that keeps us all our life long. Lord God, we pray today for the world around us. And we pray that where the good news of the gospel is spoken in all sorts of language around this globe, that, Lord God, you would be powerfully bringing people into your kingdom. That those who live under the darkness of false religions, that those who live under the darkness of their guilt and sinful lives will be set free by the wonderful gospel of Jesus. Lord, we pray for parts of the world which are um, so uh, cut off from Christianity. We pray for those who are braving it for you as missionaries. We pray that you'd bless them, give them great success. May they know that you're with them, though the whole world might seem against them. Because to have God with us is a majority, even if the whole world is against us. So encourage your people throughout this world to keep going, to keep working in the harvest fields for God, to keep on preaching the gospel. Lord, we pray for parts of the world where there is war. We think of Ukraine. We think of the threatenings of war in Israel and Taiwan and many other parts of the world where the hatred and um, hostility overflows between mankind. And Lord, we pray that you'd have mercy on this world. We pray that you'd bring healing. We pray that you'd bring peace. We thank you for the transportation of grain from Ukraine again. And we know that parts of the world are really suffering. It's a matter of life and death for them. We pray that that food will get to those who desperately need it. And Lord, we pray for our own country. We have so many privileges. We have your word in our own language. We have so much that you've given us, and yet we are throwing it away. And while we have so much, there is a famine in this world, not of bread, nor of water, but of hearing the word of God. So Lord, we pray that you will bless 
the preaching of your word today. And Lord, as we come under your truth this evening, help John as he preaches to us. Help us to listen, help us to understand and be changed by your word. Amen. Well, we're going to sing again and then Ray's going to come and read from the Bible. Our second song is always all about Jesus, really, and something of what he went through on the cross in his suffering to save us. Man of sorrows, Lamb of God, by his own betrayed. Let's stand up and sing this song.
Our reading this evening is uh, taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, and it starts at verse 4, reading down to verse 21, and that's on page 865 of the Chapel Bible. And it's uh, started the title in the Bible there is the parable of the sower. So Luke 8, verse 4. And when a great crowd was gathering, and people from town after town came to him, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, Receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that, in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care then how you hear, For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. Then his mother and his brothers came to him. But they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, your mother and your brothers are standing outside, desiring to see you. But he answered them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Amen. Thank you, Ray. Well, John will be preaching from that passage that we've just read in a minute. And we're going to sing another song before we do that. This is all about Jesus, this song. You are the word of God the Father from before the world began. Every star and every planet has been fashioned by your hand. Let's stand and sing this. Thank you. 
have a main question this evening to think about. It's rather a strange one. But the question is this. Do you have ears to hear? Do you have, have ears to hear? Well, you have ears. Come in different shapes and sizes. Rather odd things when you look at them. But do you have ears to hear? I'm not asking how good your actual hearing is. Um, some of us use hearing aids. Some of us have had hearing operations. My hearing over the years has been mixed up and down, quite difficult at times, but thankfully uh, operation two or three years ago seems to have done a, a big job and uh, it's pretty good at the minute. But I'm not talking about your actual hearing. Do you have ears to hear what God says about himself, about us, about our need, about our future. Do you have ears to hear in that way? Are you receptive? Have you been receptive? Last week I had a job one afternoon. I... um, file away my sermon notes every so often, usually about twice a year I file them away. Well, it was actually a whole year since I'd filed them away, so it was quite a project to put them all in the files, punch them. Uh, I don't know how many there were, perhaps there was about 80 messages there. Um, I realised that they'd all been fairly big things to me, and there I was filing them away, and I was thinking to myself, well, what, what have these done? What have these done in people's lives? Are we receptive? Will you be this coming week when you hear quite a lot about the word of God? Will you be receptive? Will you have ears to hear? There's a message going out from from God. And do you have a good signal for what God is saying? So uh, I had problems with my phone, it was this phone, and uh, wasn't really getting much in the way of signal. Chapel House over there is not the best place to have signal, but I was having a problem. Messages were, were going out, but I wouldn't get them, and it was a problem. And uh, then a bit of advice, visit to an EE shop, and uh, new SIM card, and now I get messages in Chapel House. They, they come through. I, I hear the messages that are being sent to me. Do you have a new SIM card? Are you now spiritually able to receive signals? Is there a difference? We've been doing a series here on the senses, the five senses. We've done touch, smell, sight and taste and we thought we'd leave the last one until camp because it seemed such a good one to finish on. So we are doing hearing and ears. And Jesus says a lot about hearing in the passage we had read to us by Ray. We're going to home in on one story particularly in a minute. But just notice these other things in the passage before we get going. He says in verse 8, this is along the lines of what we've been talking about already. He says in verse 8, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. It's not the only time that Jesus puts it like that. So it is possible to have ears which don't hear. It's possible to have 
a bad sim, or, or no sim, a bad sim, and not have reception of what God is saying. We hear Jesus' words, but we don't properly understand about them or think about them for ourselves. Do we have ears to hear? He gives another bit of teaching, and he comes on to this in verse 18, where he says, take care then how you hear. Give a lot of thought to how you hear. God is interested in how we hear, what we do with it, how it affects us. We have to give account to God about how we hear. Pay attention, give a lot of thought to how you hear. And then we have uh, Jesus' teaching time. seems to be somewhat interrupted with his mum and brothers on the scene and it culminates in Jesus saying something significant because Jesus is interested in us not just hearing only but he's interested in people hearing and reacting and acting. And he says at, at the end of this little passage, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. God is to hear. To react, to act. You've got a good SIM card inside you. So we come to this story or parable, and it's a very important parable. It's in some ways almost like a a foundation parable um, that Jesus tells, so that if we're getting this right, other things will follow on from it. And it's about how people hear his word. Many of you would have come across this story before, but it's God's living word, and I want you to think it through again this evening. We have the story in verses 5 to 8, Luke 8, and we have the explanation in verses 11 to 15. And it's a farming story. So the seed is is spread around. And it's not spread by a mechanical seed driller like it might be today, but by throwing it around by hand like the confetti we had on Thursday. We had a wedding here on Thursday and there was lines down uh, from the doorways down the drive and we we all had a handful of uh, confetti and, and as the bride and groom came past, we threw up, we threw, most of the wind was on our side, came back to us, but we threw up the confetti and that's how they did. They sowed the seed. They threw great handfuls of seed out. That's the way they did it in those days. And the seed fell in different places with different results. And Jesus says that God's word is like that. It gets thrown around and it comes to different people and the results are different. So here this morning, some seed was thrown out to those that were here. And in the talks and discussion groups this week, there'll be more of God's word thrown out. And when you, if you're on the YP holiday, it was thrown out. And if you read a Christian book, it's thrown out. And if you open the Bible, it's thrown out. And if you drive to work listening to a, a podcast with Bible teaching on, it is thrown out. And this gets us to think about how does it land, how does it affect us. And there are four main sorts. We're going to go through them quickly. And for each one, I'm going to give you a sort of person which helps to illustrate what Jesus is teaching. So we have first the hard ground. 
the hard ground. Now, there's plenty of hard ground around at the minute. My wife was thinking of planting something this week. She realised it was going to be a real job because the ground is so hard. When we were putting up tents on Friday, I think we were glad that it wasn't the old wooden stakes that we were having to hit in because it would have been very difficult in the hard ground. Well, here the hard ground is the path. It's trodden down and the seed doesn't go in. It stays on the top. A bit like a lot of confetti. So outside, you would have seen it. There's a little picture from my phone. Hasn't come out very well over the distance. But there is lots of confetti and you would have seen it outside. And there it is. It's laying on top. And the seed there lays on top of the path and it doesn't go down into the soil. There is no soil. It's compressed path. And the birds have a field day. When I used to work at one point, I worked uh, with a company which was selling confetti and it was in those days when confetti wasn't biodegradable so a new thing came out which was bird edible confetti. Well, that was quite handy, wasn't it? So people have these weddings like this, it didn't biodegrade but the birds come down and they can pick and peck and all the confetti disappears and doesn't have to be cleared up. Well, that's what happens here. The birds swoop according to what Jesus says and they come and eat up the seed. It goes nowhere, it does no good, it is consumed by the birds on the hard ground on the path. And this is, this is like Nicola not bothered. Nicola not bothered. She hears the gospel when she is young at Sunday school. And several times on summer camps, uh, she hears it simply explained in words which are good for her and and engaging and interesting. Um, She even carries on going to church when she's an adult. Um, She likes to see her friends, her family have expectations on her to come, so she comes along to the services, but her mind is always elsewhere. She doesn't believe what she hears. Someone came to me out last week quite quickly out of the service and they said, I don't want to stop and talk. i just got to think about what you said. I don't want it to be distracted. I'm just heading down to think and pray over it. Well, Nicola wouldn't do that. She wouldn't do that. She doesn't think about it in the car. Um, she doesn't pray over what she heard. doesn't feature in her diary if she keeps her diary Um, You ask her half an hour after uh, the message, what the message was about, and she's pretty clueless. It's just as the devil wants it. Jesus explains it in the meaning in verse 12. The ones along the path are those who have heard, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. And there's a big sad thing in there. Nicola is not yet safe. She's not saved from her guilt, from judgment, from God's wrath. She's not the happy person who's found forgiveness that we heard about this morning. Have you been a a Nicola not bothered until now? We heard earlier, the Bible says, today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. 
Do you have ears to hear? There's rocky ground in this story. And that's not like the past in that there is um, some soil. Um, But there's not much because it's very stony. It is rocky ground. And no one sort of put it through the sieve to get rid of all the horrible bits, making it nice sort of good quality topsoil. It is rocky ground. Or we have gravel down there in the car park. And some things grow a little bit up through weeds and little things, but nothing substantial grows up through the gravel because it is stony ground. And the seed lands there, according to Jesus. It has a good start and there is some growth. Growth. But there's not enough water in the stony ground and when the hot sun shines on it, it, it wilts. There we go, there's a wilting plant in dry ground. There's a lot of plants in, the, in, in England, a bit like that at the minute because of a lack of moisture. The driest July on record in the southeast of England. And so, wilts, despite the initial growth, doesn't come to anything. Rocky ground. Like Sean, short-lived, we call him. Sean, short-lived. He hears a message about Jesus one summer and he's really switched on by it. He takes notes of the things that he's hearing. He's got um, lots of good questions in discussion groups. He goes home with a, a decision to read his Bible. Uh, but when Sean gets home... His home church doesn't have any young people. And that's hard. And back at school, his friends rib him because of his interest in Jesus. And soon the, the summer interest just seems to get forgotten. Or take an older version of Sean. He does exploring Christianity. Um, he attends extra Bible studies to find out a little bit more about Jesus. He goes to the occasional service And then his aunt dies and it confuses him and he's gutted. His interest wanes. He's like the rocky soil, the hard sun of friends taking the mickey or confusing life situations. And he doesn't seem to have ears to hear properly in a lasting way. And Jesus explains The rocky soil listeners like this in verse 13. And the ones on the rock are those who when they hear the word receive it with joy, but they have no root. They believe for a while and in time of testing fall away. Have you been a bit like a Sean? Might you be a bit like a Sean? The third type of soil is the thorny ground. Now, if there's one thing I hate, not many things I hate, I hope, but there's one thing I hate, it's brambles. It's brambles. And um, we have a fair few in our garden, and in the bottom of our garden, in the area of the compost, um, a, a week or so ago, I came across what I thought was the biggest bramble I've ever seen. There's a telephone picture, it doesn't show up very well, I'm afraid. 
But you can see there's a bramble. That's probably about all you can work out. But let me tell you, that's a big bramble. That's a horrible bramble. I really dislike brambles. They grow so quickly. They're very painful. They get all over the place. And they and other weeds crowd out the stuff that you do want to grow. They choke what is growing. And that's what happens in the third type of soil that Jesus talks about. The seed lands in the thorny soil. And it does grow. But it becomes overshadowed, dominated by other things. Almost as though it gets wrestled to the ground, chokes and dies. And that's a bit like Chloe crowded out. Chloe crowded out. Now Chloe, she has no Christian background, but she hears about Jesus through a friend at college. Um, She is someone who doesn't know peace, and she's longing for hope, and she knows she needs these things, and she knows there's more to life than she's got, And as she sees a Christian friend, and as she hears about the message of Jesus, and as he's talked about as the light of the world, uh, as a living hope, as the prince of peace, as the, the root of rest, if you like, well, it all seems tremendous to her. She has some chats with her friend. She reads a few of the books her friend gives her. Um, She watches some of the live stream services that her friend, at the church that her friend goes to. But then she gets a new boyfriend. And then she has a, a new fad of just really focusing on getting the right outfits. And she also has the opportunity to start a a new job and it's pretty exciting. And her interest in Jesus just becomes suffocated. Jesus puts it like this in verse 14. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life and their fruit does not mature. Are the thorns choking you? Will they be choking you? You hear the gospel, but then there's that exciting family holiday. There's that uh, new school year, or new college, or new job. Or the leisure interests may be crowd in. I got given this card for my birthday a couple of weeks ago. From Morgan Morgan and Gemma, my daughter and son-in-law. You won't be able to read it, I I even need my glasses. But uh, you've got a wife and a husband, they're out there pottering away in the garden. And uh, the wife says, I love spring, what's your favourite season? To which he replies, the football season. And that's what started this weekend, isn't it? The football season. And for many of us, we're rather pleased because we take interest and it's a joy and so forth. And that's, uh, you know, I like it. So I wouldn't have got a card like that. But is there a danger that actually becomes a big choking thorn? 
After all, there are matches most day, and if you've got the right sort of news feed, you can just spend all your time looking at the different things, and if you want to, you can have a fantasy football team, and you can spend lots of time on your fantasy football team, and the thorns grow up, and your interest in Jesus is suffocated. Maybe football for you. Men or women, boys or girls, we've seen that it's a a female thing over the summer. But maybe there's something different for you, your own hobby, your own interest, crowding out Jesus. Are you a sort of thorny ground type of hearer? You know, the message of Jesus is too good to be crowded out. It's too good to be suffocated by football or by friends or by clothes or by hobbies or by your studies. Do you have ears to hear in a lasting way? So we've had three grounds and three problems really, three Ds. You've had the devil, you've had difficulties and you've had distractions. And there is a last sort according to the story of Jesus and it is fruitful ground there is good grain according to Jesus here's a nice picture of lots and lots of good grain not all the seeds end up in disappointment the story ends on a high it ends actually on a big high some fell on good crowd, on good ground there was enough soil there There was enough moisture there. The weeds weren't growing there. And so there was a good crop. In fact, it was a bumper crop. In fact, it was almost a miraculous crop. A hundred times the amount of seed that went in grows up. The message is that uh, the message of Jesus does produce fruit. We can be very sad and are very sad. I'm very sad when I see disappointment, and over the years you see quite a lot of disappointment, where people hear the word of God and it doesn't seem to get very far. But there is fruit, and this is reason for us to be encouraged in passing on the message of Jesus. There is fruitful ground. And it is like uh, Liam Lasting Change. I can give you another strange name, Liam Lasting Change. Liam hears about uh, the message of Jesus as a young person and he believes and he trusts and he's baptised to show others that life is different. He isn't perfect but with Jesus as his Lord and Saviour Life does become different. He grows in his love to God and he's increasingly thoughtful in the family and to friends. He's had a bad temper, but that seems to be um, decreasing. He used to tell a lot of lies, but that seems almost to be history or most of the time to be history. He wants to serve And he wants to join others in the work of the church. And we fast forward 
a good few years. And Liam is now in his um, late 20s. He's been through quite a lot. He's learned quite a lot. Life hasn't been easy for him. But he still follows Jesus. In fact, he's getting more like Jesus in his character. His life is useful. His life is having a good effect on others. Jesus describes the last type of soil like this in verse 15. As for that in the good soil, they are those hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. Liam had ears to hear. So which of these four grounds most fits us? Which of these four grounds do you think you're going to be in the coming days? Are your ears ones that hear? Will they be this week? Have you got a good SIM card in you that's actually receiving the message of God that's coming out from his word? Sometimes in the Bible there's a message or a letter and it ends up in effect like this. He, she we could say, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. Will that include you? We might want to just think about those four grounds. Pray about them quietly as we just give you 20 seconds quiet for us all to respond before we sing our last hymn. Well, our last song is the song of somebody who wants to have ears to hear. It's speak, O Lord, as we come to you to receive the food of your holy word. We often sing it as a third song, which is usually our song before the message. But we've got it as the last one today, sort of as a prayer for going on from here, the week ahead, perhaps on camp, going forward the rest of us, that God would speak and teach us. Let's sing our last song.
Lord, we thank you that you are a communicating God. We thank you for the message of the gospel. And we do pray that you would give us, many of us, many people, ears to hear. Amen.